You are listening to High Shelf Gaming Podcast, a podcast where myself, David Gillespie, and my friend Rich talk about out-of-the-way games that we enjoy, the conventions we play them at, and anything our friends want to jump on and talk about. If that sounds like what you're looking for, please have a listen. We've added some social media places for you to join us in talking about games and RPGs. We're on Twitter, at High Shelf Gaming, and we have a Facebook group called High Shelf Gaming Podcast. Click to join, we'll get you added in. It's a closed group, but we're friendly to all game enthusiasts. Another thing that Rich and I are going to start doing is we want to start doing a contest to try and get some more reviews on iTunes. If you go to iTunes and leave a review for High Shelf Gaming Podcast, you'll be entered in to win a Steam code for Small World 2. Once we get about six reviews in iTunes, we're just going to roll a die and see who wins. Hey everyone, this is David Gillespie again with High Shelf Gaming. As always, I'm joined by my partner. I don't know what you are to me nowadays, Rich, uh, but I'm joined by Rich. Rich, say hey. Man, uh, you know, dear listener, I, I'm going to have a little story time too later because this is a weird episode. This could be like partners or exes or we can have a little sub theme to this episode and I'll dive into that one a little bit later. Let's see if we can keep that mystery <laughs> alive for these two to kind of ponder what i was talking about but yes the co-host with the most most is back and back to you david today we are joined by our good buddy ryan ryan uh joins us rich and ryan have been gaming i think since they were both in utero i don't know i met them when they had been gaming for a long time i met ryan at gen con a few years ago we've been buddies ever since Ryan, uh, introduce yourself. You know, what? How did you get into gaming? How long you been gaming for? Kind of, what's your what's your background? Uh, I guess good evening or morning or wherever you are. I've been doing this gaming thing for a long time. Started with computer gaming, God knows when, back in the early '80s. Magic started in early '94. Met Rich, I believe, in '99. So it's been a few years. We've uh, met him now. Kind of. You know, focus a lot on magic and uh, some Lego type type stuff. Gaming with Lego is awesome. Oh, wow. and I'm just going out and having a good time. Lego gaming. That sounds like that sounds weird and new and different. Uh, we definitely need to do an episode just about Lego gaming at some point. But but today we're talking about something special. So uh, tell tell our dear audience what the uh, what our topic is today, if you would. Uh, today we're going to talk about uh, board game geekon. I talked uh, Rich into uh, saying, hey, let's go, because it could be in his backyard, because, you know, it was out in Dallas, yeah. and it was a great time. It's something I always wanted to do, and I said, hey, it's my birthday weekend. Let's go to uh, Board Game Geekon. Nice. And he's like, sure, you fly out, we'll do this. Awesome. And uh, got on a plane, and there we were. Oh, that's great. That's that's so cool. I didn't realize there was a birthday connection. Yeah, yeah. it was my birthday that weekend, and I was just like, I've always wanted to do it. It was on my little checklist of things to do earlier in that year it's like rich covered me i was uh unfortunately internet uh deprived at work for a while and oh. he got us tickets and got the hotel room for us and uh it was great yeah 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 so for the folks who don't know because there's a, a subset of our audience that is uh casually into gaming and probably doesn't do all of the website obsessive research like this trio probably does uh board game geek is a website that catalogs all of the board games ever right i mean they're kind of like the international movie database but for board games with ratings and comments and forms about every game and strategies and if you want to know something about a board game that website is going to 
give you what you need to know. And they run a con. They run a con in Dallas, right? And that's the only place they run that con? Uh, yeah, they do two a year, actually, now. They're oh. doing a spring one and a fall one. Nice. Uh, spring one, they target towards uh, families, so they allow uh, families to show up, kids under 18. The fall one is pretty much everybody has to be 18 or older to actually attend the fall one. Nice. So they, just, they started expanding out on that. They also have a cruise, bro. Well, they do a cruise, too, don't they? They what? Yeah, they do. They do a cruise? <laughs> You can go on a boat. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. You can go on a boat, and you can ride a dolphin, and you can play games. I don't know about riding a dolphin, but you can play games on a boat and get norovirus. Right? It's like all all together. You yeah. just play games, get sick, cruise. All where is this cruise? What the heck? I had no idea they did a cruise. Um, it- I think they're going up to two next year, and they have to go out of Galveston. I, I, I can't imagine it's out of anywhere else. Okay. Um, but they, they made a little pitch about it, and they said they had to expand it because I guess they filled up wow. on the well, you know the one week. So now they're going to have two weeks of Board Game Geek on, on a cruise. I, I guess that makes sense. You're, you're out in international water. There's nothing to do but play games. So you might as well just make a whole thing about it. Oh my God. And you can get a drink pass. <laughs> of course you can. It's a cruise ship. You can I get am. a <laughs> Oh, Ryan, I'm twisting your arm this time for the cruise one. Wow. That would be kind of cool. But yeah, yeah. They, they... Wait, when was this con? When the, the one you guys went to, when was it? It was over the uh, November 16th weekend. Okay. Okay. Almost pretty easy for us. It's in the fall normally. Uh, this year, the uh, 2017, they can. This was which when we went. They conflicted with the new PAX Unplug. Oh, actually yeah. showed up the same weekend. Yeah. This year in 2018, my understanding is that they will be on different weekends. Yeah, there's so many great cons, right? So many great okay. conventions to go to, and you they all share the same nerd audience. You gotta be careful. They do. Uh, what did what did this one sell out in like a couple hours? I think if I remember correctly, Rich. Yeah, and it was um, almost three thousand people from forty four states and seventeen countries. Yeah, and, and yes, I played board game trivia time. So yeah. yes, that was. I mean, that's the other thing. This one sells out. Yeah, and and this one is one hundred and fifty bucks a person. I mean, Gen Con yeah. is eighty. Yeah, they're they're different. What what makes it such a what makes it such a big difference, Ryan? Gen Con, you know, it's eighty bucks, but then you got to go buy each individual badge or each individual ticket for each event and everything. With PGG Con, you just that's it. It's all included. It's yeah. like the all inclusive gaming convention. It's fantastic. Yeah, and I know this year is limited as well. And I think next year, I believe they're actually moving it into downtown. Dallas to have oh. bigger convention space. Where, where was it? Dallas. Where was it this year in Dallas? I've been to a bunch of those convention centers. Which one was it in? It's out at the airport. But they did a really good job with using. There was conference rooms on every floor of the hotel that you could go hang out at and play games at. I know we played a couple games up there, and they actually had some little Raspberry Pi camera thing pointed at each one of those that you could actually log into the different conference rooms. And go see which ones were full and which ones were vacant, so you knew where to go. Whoa, that is, dude, that is clever. Yeah, that is so that smart. Was really neat. That way, you didn't waste time going to a conference room that was just packed. You could see which one you wanted to go to, and let's say you're even trying to hunt your friends down. Hold on. So the setup is 
it's open gaming, right? So there's a big room. Correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I, I didn't actually attend this one, so I'm kind of taking a shot in the dark here. There's a big room where all of the board games are. You go through, you you pick one up, and then you need to go find a place to play. And that's the reason why it matters what tables are available in which rooms or halls. That's why you're checking the cameras to find an available space so you can head over there with your group and play that game. Is that right? Is that Am I in the right ballpark there? Or what is the real system when you get there? You got it right. And I'll put a little plug here. Go to Facebook and join the High Shelf Gaming Podcast group. Closed group, but we let anybody in. There is a picture from November 17th that's a panoramic. Mm. It actually has Ryan in it. So if you can find him, you get a prize. <laughs> First person to find Ryan in the panoramic gets a prize. Um, the, you know those those silver um, bakery slash, you know, uh, racks, those silver metal racks? I, I'm probably counting 30 of those loaded with games. So if we had to say each one of those high shelf um, silver racks holds a hundred games. Well, mm. there's 3000 games in there in the library that aren't checked out. So the ones that are checked out, you don't see, but you're seeing all the ones that are there. Uh, the age of the games. I mm. felt like they had a really wide um, selection. It wasn't like just stuff in the past five years. Mm. It seemed like there were games there that were 10, 20 years old. Oh, easy. Did they have like old editions of modern games or did they have games that you just can't get anymore? And the only place really to play is at BGG. From my perspective, what I saw, uh, I know they had an entire section of what was like, what's new. Mm -hmm. And those all separated from their other part of their library. So if you just wanted to see the new, new stuff, you could go over there. The other stuff I saw an awful lot of, I mean, good staples, you know, your, your top 100 on the BGG's website for sure. Mm -hmm. And I just saw some other random stuff. Did they have like a Dewey Decimal System? Was that how? <laughs> like... No, it was alphabetical. Oh, you know, and I think that was oh, the wow. first game we played. What was that game called? D-Day Dice? Yeah, D-Day Dice. Mm. And we picked up a guy from Sacramento when we were um, getting that game. He was just in the room and he was like, hey, you guys are gonna go play that? And we were like, boom, that's what we're about to do, come on. Oh. And uh, I think he joined us for that uh, kind of a co-op, you know, uh, you know, co-op one winner type of game. Um, or no, it was co-op and we all win, right? Yeah, I think it was co-op for, we played a co-op for all of us that so we were trying to get out and it just made it hard. It was like a winner loses a team, I, I remember. Yeah. Nice. So it was a rando we picked up from Sacramento and he was out there for the weekend and, and we had a great time. Uh, we played an intro adventure, so it was made for winning. And uh, we've still had some challenges playing. We had to really plan. We had to kind of put our pandemic hats on and go, okay, how are we going to navigate this, you know, terrain to be successful? Yeah, I agree. It was, uh, I, I'd seriously thought about kickstarting it. Mostly the reason I didn't is it's not something my wife would play. Mm. Oh, that's right. It's a World War II battle. Right. Yeah. And that's just not something that has her interest, which means it sits on my shelf, unfortunately. Right. But it's a great thing to go play at PGGCon with you guys that want to go play that stuff. And that's perfect what those type of you know, conventions are for. Yeah. PGGCon, any of the large ones that have libraries like that's a great way to go try stuff and you know, play stuff. That, that's a really good point because a lot of times people ask me like, why do you go 
to a board game convention. That seems really weird. Why don't you just play board games at your house with your friends and family and stuff like that? And I agree completely with the point you're saying right there, that I I want a large range of games. I want to play a lot of different kinds of games. And my family might not, or my friends might not be into all the same games I'm into, or I'm not into the games they're into. So if you, you know, cast a huge net of 3,000 games with, uh, you know, several hundred people, you're going to get more variety. You're going to get a better chance to play games that you don't get to play anywhere else because it's just not part of your community. You know, you personally are interested, but your community isn't. Rather than force this game, you just wait for BGGCon or another gaming convention that lets you play these unique games that, you know, you otherwise can't. Yeah, I agree 100%. There's a ton of little ones around where I'm at here, and uh, just going to do that, I try to get out and go do those as well. We played, what was the the color game that we played with the dice rolling with the pips? Uh, Oh, that's the... When I take a picture of that, let me go. Yeah, you got to look that one up because you got to give them a good shout out. They were, again, they're just kind of showing the game while he's looking that up. They're just kind of showing the game in the dealer room. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ryan and I are there to play. So we're like, hey, this looks cool. Can we play a game? And the guy's like, fuck yeah, you can play a game. <laughs> and so we sit down with him and we play a game. And it was over in 40 minutes, I want to say. It wasn't that long, was it? That was a good game. It was uh, called Fire Seals of Magic. That sounds it was good. Really neat. That's it was, that... a, it was a pretty good game. It was nice dice rolling. Uh, you had uh, dice manipulation. So as you're going through the little the room and you're picking up special powers that let you manipulate your uh, dice rolls, you know, later as you're doing them. That and sounds you had nice. A little bit of dice drafting too, actually. And, and what yeah. was the game? One more time. What was the name of the game? Five Seals of Magic. Five seals of magic. It's um looks like it's from Mayday Games. Oh, man, Mayday, man. They have been I keep running into them. They're they're pumping out some good stuff these days. I really enjoyed that game. That was fun playing. They had quite a few ways to build it. We played obviously the basic level, and you know, you're rolling your die and you have to equal or better the gate in front of you to pass through. Mm. And as you're passing through, sometimes you've got rewards to help you manipulate or add dice to your dice pool. And of course, the dice colors related to the magic gate that you were doing, by by the way, pretty colorblind friendly. Okay. So it was for the red, green, blue community, RGB, whatever the I'm in. Um, it, it it worked. I was able to play the game. Oh, they used symbols too, didn't they, Ryan? They did. Yes. That's it. Got they it. used colors and symbols to where, if green and yellow looked the same to me, I could see the symbols and realize which die I needed to use. Um, that that's again a sign of some of a company taking advantage of of those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and we played the basic side. I guess the map flipped over, and maybe you could combine the maps differently, and you could put out different chits. Hmm. Um, it definitely had some replay value to it. Nice. That's really nice. I like that. It's, it's, I'm, I'm always interested to know about that kind of stuff where it's like, okay, I can play this game really well, but can Rich play it? Can other 
colorblind folk play this. The symbols even, I think, helps uh, other folks, you know, because they can feel the dice and they can feel the symbol because it's probably the die. It's 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 burned in there or or stamped in there, right? Oh, I mean, no, it's, no. It oh, was, it's printed. Their little pool area had the symbol in it. Oh. So when you went to go get that symbol, you knew to pull out of that pool. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it Good would stuff. be cool if it was etched in. We also walked into a demo and played the game and someone joined us on... It has a big title. It's a big game. It's on Facebook every other day. Professor Evil Citadel of Time. Yes. No, it's actually a neat little game. Um, that the Professor Evil, we have a house, and he's kind of wandering around going, you know, what's going on? And we're trying to get in here and steal stuff from him effectively. <laughs> he's moving around in the room, in the house. And every time he goes in, the doors, we left the door open. He's closing it. If we've turned lights on, he's turning them off. Nice. And we have these objective cards. That we're trying to meet these, like, oh, we need to get this thing from this room and this other, you know, symbol, this other item from this other room. So we're going all through his house, flipping light switches on and opening doors. And if we meet those criteria, we actually get, you know, oh, we got one of our objectives. Now we have to go do like a couple of them. And, and he is, is, are you guys like professional cat burglars, investigators, or are you like street hoodlum kids? that are just messing with some poor guy and his house. Like what's the, what's the story here behind why you're ransacking this person's home? Everybody had their own special ability. So you would have like a character card. Like I think I was the lady and she was really sneaky. Right. Um, And there was a guy who was like Indiana Jones and there was a guy who's like despicable me, you know, maybe I'm, Hey, troll me on our Twitter or our uh, Instagram feed for all these problems. If I'm introducing all the wrong characters, (laughs) but it was, they definitely had their own features. Each character had their own little special move. Like if professor evil enters a room you're in, he doesn't kick you out of the mansion. So that doesn't slow you down. You don't lose a turn per se. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other characters, if Professor Evil comes in by rolling the die, it's kind of like this little AI going on. Um, he kicks you out of the the um, he kicks you out of the the uh, um, oh big house, the mansion. mansion. So you got to get back in the mansion through the window and get to the door to get to the room. And if the door's closed, it costs you a point to open the door. And if the light's off, you got to turn the light on and you got to flip the switch that he unflipped. And you all everyone has to be doing this all at the same time wow that's interesting yeah is it cooperative are you guys all working together or are you guys racing is it like uh the 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 great race where you're all trying to get to the pot of gold at the end first no it's a co-op i know for me that's at the sweet spot i'm, I'm loving co-ops i'm loving going to gaming conventions and just hanging out with buddies and playing stuff together so we're trying to do the same objective and i'm looking a little cheating a little bit here uh, so professor evil owns a time machine and he's been stealing stuff throughout time and you're trying to oh. swipe it all from him so that's super. Oh, nice no that's, that's swiping swiper <laughs> that's a good setup i like that i like that yeah and again co-op man that's that's where it's at these days it's so good well we were done in 40 minutes wouldn't you say ryan sounds about right yeah, we had no fucking idea what we were doing. So, you know, the the person helped us, but it was, you know, if you're really playing, you're probably 30-minute game. I wonder what it's – let's look what it says it's rated at. Oh, 30, 45. Look at that. I said 40. Like, I almost cheated and looked before I said that. So, great game. But, again, we didn't even get that out of the room. We just went to the dealer room and played that. And there was probably two other games we went and played. And then there were these really cool guys in the dealer room that were over in the, hey, we made this game on Kickstarter and we're selling it here. They had a little booth they could only have for one day. And it was called Fires of what? What was that called? 
Uh, of course, I just had it right in front of me. Uh, Fire of Eldoran. It's actually it was, a really fun and, game. and you told me about it. We saw it. I then decided that's what I wanted to spend my money on. I said, you know, you always want to buy a game, right? And I said, so that's the game I want to buy. So I went back the next day. Well, they were gone. Well, Ryan hunts them up on their Twitter and gives them a shout out and says, I want to buy this game. What happened? My buddy wants it. And he said, oh, dude, we're still here partying. Let's meet up tomorrow. Yes. And sure enough, true to their word, they showed up. They had stuff in a bag. They were ready to go. They, what a what a great indie kind of story from those guys. You know what I mean? They were there for one day. They had a successful Kickstarter. Um, you know, I think they're they were Meeple games, and and the game itself has a really Nintendo kind of eight bit character look to it. Like there's a Cloud character from Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> But they don't really call it Clown. They don't really call it Final Fantasy VII. Everything has this really close knockoff to uh, other things. Um, I think it's parody. Would that be the word? Like it's a parody game in those ideas? Uh, that was a great time. And again, that wasn't even out of the main room. That was just out of the dealer hall and a really great dealer experience and wanted to give them a big shout out. That is so cool that they were like amenable to that. They had one day booth. Right. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's kind of risky. Like, hey, we're going to show up, we're going to get this booth for only a day. And that's going to yeah. be that's that's going to be we're going to make pitches all day long. And we're going to try and make this game come together, which is really cool. Magic Meeple Games. So that was the name. Magic Meeple Games. I just looked that up. That's right. I, I actually kickstarted this guy and it was it had come into my house. I just hadn't gotten around to playing it. And they gave us a little demo in that day and went, oh, this is actually pretty cool. I'm going to bust this out when I get home. And then that's how I figured out how to track them down online because it's like, oh, I kickstarted it. There sure. they are. Yeah. And did, they did, were actually really cool. They're like, oh, you kickstarted it, and they gave me a promo. And that's they're, awesome. They're pretty- and so yeah, that. So think about this. We have a we have a room full of games we can check out. We have dealer halls that people are changing during the days. You got demos going on there. We have unpub prototype alley going on. We had games we brought. We had games other people were playing that we joined in on. I, I mean, there were just so many ways to play games that, you know, we wouldn't even, we would say, let's not check out something and let's go back to that dealer room and see if we can sit down on this one. Yeah. And it just really made for um, a very solid board game experience. Whereas at Gen Con, oh, you can role play, you can do this, you can do that. There's five other ways to distract yourself. Mm-hmm. But when you're at BGG Con, what's really cool is you get a lot of focus. Um, and again, I think there's this really huge, you know, um, you know that whole German board game thing going on. That there, there's probably a huge group there that that's, man, where they really get their fix for the year. Yeah. That sounds that sounds right. And and it's cool to hear that it's so big they're moving to a new venue, that they're opening up yet another cruise. Apparently they do cruises and they're doing a second cruise. Um I I love it. I love that BGG Con is doing so well that they're expanding because clearly it was a it was a blast and the world needs more of that kind of stuff. Dude, they had a giveaway on Saturday night. Now, okay, we okay, you're talking about let's talk about sizes and amount of people, right? Mm. I felt it was really well-sized. You weren't stepping all over people. You weren't waiting in crazy lines. Even though they said they sold over 500 pounds of chicken nuggets, you could always get a chicken nugget. And they they yeah. were, there was lots of people. And the reason you knew there was lots of people, it was during the Saturday giveaway where everyone has a little coupon and they read your number. You had a stack of games coming your way. And there, I mean, dude, how many numbers did they call out, Ryan? Uh, we were there for what hour, hour and a half for them calling names yeah. out. They weren't, 
they weren't messing around. They were like, wow. you know, if someone's calling, someone's coming up to the front, they're going on to the next one. They're not just waiting for that person. They're like, oh, we got a person. All right, great. Now we're doing this thing. And they're just going through stuff. They were, it was actually a, that was actually a show in its own. That's it cool. Was, it really was. That's cool. And, That's really cool. And, we're, and then we're, we watch a little bit of it and we're just in the back playing. Uh, I think that's when we were playing that other game, that side quest game, trying to beat that thing while we're waiting for numbers to pop up. Yeah. It was really a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, and a lot of fun. So that was actually pretty sweet. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I love that. And BGG does giveaways on Twitter and all that kind of stuff all the time. Oh. So that's nice that, they're, that they do that. They go hard. You know, I mean, they, they, they really pump a lot of giveaways at the convention. That's so cool of them. To- okay. Yeah. Mystery time. Do you guys know why this episode could be called the episode of partners or the episode of exes? I don't. Hmm. I have worked with both of you over the past years. When you said something about partners and that, I went, oh, that's funny. Because you and I worked together there and you and I worked together there. And Ryan is one of the first people to introduce me to cons. We were at a company, and he said something about going to Origins. And I went, what's that? And he said, it's a gaming convention. And I went, oh, geek boy, fill me in. And he filled me in, and I said, I have to fly upcoming <laughs> next two weeks. I'm going to change my flight to come visit you. And I think it was it was in Columbus. And I came and hung out with him for one day. Mm. And I got addicted to the heroin on that one day. Yeah. And that is the reason why I go to a ton of cons is, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate it. So it's my fault? Yeah, it's all your fault. <laughs> Just FYI. But yeah, it's the episode of Partners, because we've all been partners. And it's the episode of my exes. Honestly, butterfly effect. You get Rich hooked into gaming cons. Rich starts running games at regional anime conventions. I yep. was coming off of my anime convention run. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be at the same con you're at. I was running my VR, my virtual reality pods at cons. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll be at the same con you are. I run a board game. I was like, oh, dude, between dealing with my VR stuff, I'm going to go over there and play games with Rich. And that's how Rich and I became good buddies is we were working together. but We weren't really friends. Not until we went to a convention together. It was like, oh, man, this guy's awesome, and we're going to play games all the time. That is funky. That is really cool. So thank you, Ryan, for prepping Rich to make it so that I'm going to like him as a human being. Nice. I like it. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. It's, it's been a long time. I don't, man, we're going to come up on, what, this year's, what, 19 years I've known you, Rich, I guess? Wow. Wow. We met when I was 10. That I know. is crazy. It's so it amazing. Crazy. It's so amazing. You guys were bl- buying plane tickets at nine and 10 years old. You're so young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little did I know. Yes, dude. It has been crazy. And yes, we've got some cons coming up this year. So uh, that'll be good. But yes, I wanted to bring the mystery out. I made everybody kind of wait for the, the 7 Eleven series. So I, I figured I'd uh, throw it out there. Well, cool, guys. Thanks so so much for, one, going to that con and coming on and talking about it. I really appreciate it. And Ryan, dude, it's so much fun having you here and getting to tease Rich. And, and just in general, so next time you want to talk about anything, any game you want to talk about or convention you've been to and you want to talk about, let us know, man, because I definitely want to have you back. You're uh, This has been a, a lot of fun for me, and I hope it's been fun for you, too. 
Oh, definitely. I've had a good time. I, I really appreciate you guys uh, having me on, and it's actually been a lot of fun. Awesome. So awesome. Good stuff. That. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, well, in, in that case, everyone, uh, have fun and, and play well. May all your roles be crits. Yep. Have fun gaming. Thanks for listening. If you have feedback for us, please find us on Twitter, again, at High Shelf Gaming, or on our Facebook group, High Shelf Gaming Podcast. Of course, we're on iTunes and Stitcher as well, so feel free to leave us some feedback or a review there. 